Today on the podcast, we're continuing the Stories That Shape Our Faith series as we discuss the account of Noah and the Ark from Genesis chapters 6 through 9. Now, those chapters cover a lot of ground, and the story raises many questions for which there aren't clear answers. We're definitely talking about some of those things today, but we also talk about the overarching theme of God's grace that shouldn't be missed as we are tempted to get lost in all of it. Thanks for joining us for the discussion today. This is After the Message. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Good to, good to see you in the podcast room today. Good to be here. Hey, Mike. See you, Mike. Hey, that was a much better job than last week, I yeah. think. It was. I'll be honest, it was. Mike. I had people fighting for you. They were, like, disappointed in the way we bashed you. <laughs> wow. Like, hey, guys. Like, y'all need to lay off a mic. <laughs> Sorry. Man. Well, I'm encouraged by that. Well, you got so, some advocates. You got a well, fan club. That, that's good. That's there good. There's at least three of them out there. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> of our 10 listeners. <laughs> well, you know, that's 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 pretty good percentage. That's a Hall of Fame career. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know, I mean, I was just trying to do something different. You know, I feel like it's the same, you know, it's the same intro every week. So you kind of want to change it up every once in a while. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. uh, (laughs) I thought it was fine. It was just more fun to make fun of you. And today worked well. Hey, today's a special day. Did you know? I I might have heard that, but but I'm not sure if it's special for the same reason. That I see, I don't know that I see. I did say same reason. I don't know what I'm saying. It's the same reason because do you know what today is? Do you know what today is? Today is Corey Easley's happy birthday. Yay! Corey is our silent partner in the room. He is here faithfully every single week. He is the reason actually you hear our voices. So he is our, What are, are you a sound engineer in this moment? Is that what we're operating under? He is our sound engineer for our podcast, and today is his birthday. And yes. today, he is the big... <gasps> the big four zero, big four zero. I didn't know that. Forty, baby. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, <laughs> Corey yeah. is older than I am by seven months, my friend. Mm, happy birthday, zero. my friend. And he's younger than I am by almost ten years. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm feeling too. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I love it. Man, that's a big one. Congrats, buddy. That's yeah. Fun. Make sure Mike takes you out and buys a steak. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And moving on to us. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I hope everybody had a good weekend. And, and, you know, of course, we record this on Monday. So it's the start of the week. And yes. you know, we're jumping in. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I love the uh, I love the continuation of our, our stories that shape our faith series. It's it's really good. Of course, we talked this past Sunday about Noah and the Ark. Um, which brings uh, brings up all sorts of interesting questions because a lot of people, I think there are a lot of things in the story that people just don't remember. Like, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't know about that. Like right. I missed that. And, um, and so uh, I think there are a lot of little things that, that we could talk about and get into, and we might very well do those things. But um, it, it may be helpful just before we, before we jump into all the minutiae, and and some of the the little details and questions. That's just a fun to, word to say is minutia. minutia. Minutia, it is. It is. I'm trying to stretch my vocabulary. There you go. You like so, got a word of the day email this morning. Minutia. Yes. Three I'll, times. Keep I'll going. Yes. We'll, do that. Uh, we'll see how many times I can work it into a <laughs> sentence. Um, 
So, but you know, I mean, there there is an overarching theme to the story that I don't mm-hmm. think you know we want we don't want to miss in all the details. I mean, we could get sure. bogged down in all the minutia, yes, um, but uh, and and sort of miss the forest for the trees. And uh-huh. and so you know, let's talk for just a minute about the overarching story or the overarching theme that we want to be sure that we don't miss. Right? Yeah. So I think you look at this many different ways, right? So if uh, the the story of Noah and Ark, if you if you weren't here yesterday or on Sunday, or or maybe you're listening to this and you don't know it, so start in Genesis six, go to Genesis nine. So you have six, seven, eight, nine. It's a long uh, stretch of scripture, right? Mm-hmm. And you can approach it preaching wise, probably twenty different weeks preaching just through those those uh, chapters of the Bible. But as I look at it, it, is the the overarching story is salvation. It is mm-hmm. God's great grace extended to His mm-hmm. people. Uh, and, and Sean had a great point, even as we were talking through, through before, like there is a beautiful picture of, of creation here, like this, this picture again, Sean, you want to lead us down that path of, of how you view that? Yeah. If you, if you take a moment to look at, especially the end of eight through nine, um, and so you see a kind of a recreation, Mm -hmm. uh, from the, from the point of you've got this huge ball of water, right? Um, and so you even have, um... You know, in in Genesis one, God hovering above the waters, and then separating that from the heavens, and then the receding of the waters, the separation of land and water. Um, you even see as as the ark comes to rest, Noah um, opening up a window, sending eventually a dove out that brings back a branch of an olive tree, which shows us that he has now replenished the earth with trees. Mm-hmm. And then that dove leaves. He's he's placed winged creatures on the earth. Uh, Noah opens up the ark, the, all the living creatures. Now the earth is populated with living creatures all the way through to even Noah being a man of mm-hmm. the earth or an Adam, right? Um, a man of the soil who is working a garden who then commits sin through the mm-hmm. fruit of the garden and needs covering. And like it is, it is a, is a beautiful, literally reboot or reset. That's right. Which is inadequate. That's right. It is not enough. It is man cannot do it on his own. And so through this, you see this whole idea of covering. Um, you have from Genesis 3, the covering of Adam and Eve's skins. You, you move forward in the Noah story. You have a covering literally of the ark over mm-hmm. his family. You have the covering of the rainbow, which is the covenant of God over his people. You, you've got the covering of, of Noah in his sin and his nakedness and his shamefulness. And it's just a reminder that it's not we've got to get better. That's right. It's it's the 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 idea that we need a savior. Mm. That's right. We need someone to cover us, to redeem us, to really bring us life, because we are inadequate and mm-hmm. cannot do it on our own. So, mm. just a just a beautiful picture of comparison. There. It is a beautiful picture, and and if if um, you're not careful, and again, this story, like we were talking about, brings up so many questions, right? Mm. Um, if we're not careful, we'll start blaming God, and we will think less of God. We'll say, "Well, if the, if that's true, Sean, like if if that's true, and 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 God reinstates this this Adam figure and all this stuff, and then he fails again, is God just a poor God? Like like <laughs> no. does he just keep messing How it many up? Many chances does he get? That's exactly mm. right. Mm-hmm. But remember, who who wrote Genesis through Deuteronomy? It's that's Moses. Right. Moses is giving the people of God the history of themselves. That's right. Now we do believe that Noah and the Ark was an actual account, in the same way that we believe Adam and Eve and the creation story is an actual account. But the whole premise behind the history that they're getting is to understand 
why they are, who they are, and even more so, whose Who's they, they are, are. Yeah. right? So, right. so they need to know if they had, because we get there too. Man, if God just would give me one more chance, I promise you, I'd never make that same mm. mistake again. Well, the history of us tells us a different story. That's right. Yeah. Um, because as many chances as God gives his people, they do the wicked thing every single time. It's not in of ourselves to fix us. We have to trust something bigger, that covering that God mm-hmm. provides for us. Mm. That's right. Mm. So story of God's grace, overarching, uh, you know, uh, because we talked about this and this, this is a, another big theme and, and kind of builds on that. So I, and I do want to get into some of the smaller minutia. Um, <laughs> there it is again. Um, but so, you know, let's talk a minute about the tension between, you know, God's grace and, and our faith. Cause, cause you spent some time, uh, in the message, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talking about the fact that, that God, uh, God offers grace, uh, to us, and you use several passages as, as illustrations. There are probably lots more that you could have used, um, but but the fact that like we have to we have to trust that grace. Mm-hmm. Like we have to we have to put our faith in that in order to take advantage of it. That's right. Uh-huh. So um, you know, let's talk about it because some people may feel that tension. Like this this is well, does that mean this is works based? Like you know, I have to do something well, in yeah. order to earn salvation. Because the question there is, it, could these people have been good enough to save themselves from the flood? Hmm. Hmm. Was their problem that that they just did so many bad things that God just said enough? You've crossed the line. You've hit your limit of sin or sin activity. And and I don't. I think what we're what what I hear from Josh and what I think Scripture is saying is it's it's not that they sinned too many times. It's that their the whole position of their heart was um, in rebellion against God. I mean, there was there was mm-hmm. no trust, no hope, no uh, confidence in Him, no reliance on Him. The mm-hmm. things that we use for the word faith that sometimes get lost, but this mm-hmm. this idea that my life is yours, there was none of that. So it wasn't just a matter of how many times did they sin. There was too much sin in this in this culture. It was that this whole culture, their whole posture was in direct rebellion against God, which uh, I think it speaks to us when we talk about what is faith that leads to righteousness. It is that faith mm-hmm. that says, I trust that grace. I rely everything that I have on that grace, which leads to obedience. Mm. That's right. And I think that I think the the confusing part is is out of the end of chapter 6 there where it says and he did everything that God commanded. Mm-hmm. So Which we makes we'll, it... we'll also we'll lean into that and just go okay that just means I've got to do all this mm-hmm. stuff but but I think it's it's the whole idea of of you mentioned the word posture like it's it's out of the joy that I find in That's my right. reliance and my trust and my faith Confidence. in this God that loves me mm-hmm. and has purpose for my life and and is glorious. Like I find joy in that. So my natural reaction to it is to to live for Him and for mm-hmm. His glory, right? And so it is out of that. It is out of the faith that actually obedience comes. Right. It's not obedience. So I build my faith, right, right? or or I earn some points, it's the, no, it's out of the joy of that faith that now Mm. I I now move and I live in this. That's right. Faith is an action-based 
understanding. Mm. Uh, it, it's not an intellectual understanding, mm-hmm. meaning it's not just a mindset, okay, I, I think that's true, or I think that's accurate, or I would say that that's fair. Um, whenever we read James, right? So right. he would say, yes, I believe that it is faith that saves, but show me your faith by what you do. Because if, if you have a faith that is absent of works, James mm-hmm. would say that that's a dead faith. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it affects no change, and it There's will no do life. nothing in your life. And so when, when we see Noah believed God and did everything according to how God said, it's, it's because he believed God was telling the truth. He believed who God was mm-hmm. and what God had said. Yep. Well, you may say, well, I mean, you know, the stakes weren't all that high. If he didn't do exactly what God said, he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Like this, he believed that there was a flood coming. He didn't see it. There had never been a flood like this before, but he believed that something catastrophic was coming. I think that's a pretty big indicator mm-hmm. of, of why he was obedient mm-hmm. because he believed God. But that's not too far from the same grace that God extends to us because what we are believing about the gospel today isn't just, well, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Like God loves us enough to tell us the truth, that we are broken beyond Mm -hmm. repair. We can't do it in ourselves. And there is a judgment coming. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus would preach. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent from what? From the sin. Believe what? The good news that God loves you. Okay, so I believe that. Now what happens? Well, my life looks different now. Right. Because of the faith that I have in the good news that God has trusted to me, my actions are going to to back that up. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think today, even even still, like it is not a works based salvation. Uh, you know, the one of the passages that we read was Ephesians chapter two, um, and it says, "For by grace that you have been saved through faith. Yeah. It is a gift of God." Uh, uh, not of your own doing, it's a gift of God, not a result of work, so no one can boast. But, verse 10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, so, yes, we are saved by grace through faith to do good works that bring him glory and honor. So, so we're thinking about, um, so in, in one of the little details that we're going to talk about maybe is just some clarification on the length of time that it, it took to build the ark. But we know that it was a long period of time. Like, it took Noah a long time to build the ark. All of that time, he was preaching repentance, and, and, and why did no one else put their faith in end if they had? Uh, you know, was there room on the ark for them? <laughs> so, uh, did um, they have a was there was there a spare room just in case somebody said yes? Well, yeah, because uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, in the end, it was only Noah's family that was saved, right? Eight of them, eight of them, and so uh, plus animals, and so you know, uh, but if there had been others, other humans who had mm-hmm. who had uh, put their their faith in what God said and uh, you know, would there been have would, would would there have been salvation for them? Great question, Mike. We're all looking at Josh. <laughs> I, I always have an opinion. Mark, you you want to go first? I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, but it goes back to his hour where we land on God's sovereignty and God's free choice and what mm-hmm. He knows ahead of time. Just like He knows who's going to choose him he knew who's going to say respond yeah. to mm-hmm. Noah's message right and i mean he he was pretty specific on the boat based on what he knew he knew how many birds were going to be on there how many 
animals were going to be right. on there, and he knew how many people were going to say, yeah, I'll follow. And it, apparently it was just Noah <laughs> and his family, and yep. he knew that ahead of time. Yeah. But I don't think it, it means that salvation was not available to all. Right. What a, yeah, and I and I think. What do you think, Josh? Ways. You going to squash me on that, or you pretty much? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just looking at the answer. Have, well, in that as as we we referenced First uh, Peter, like some other, we we know the message was out there too, mm-hmm. right? So we know we know that God through Noah was offering this message for people to hear, yeah. and to respond to. Um, but they didn't. That's right. And y'all, that I had a meeting last week before Sunday and it was with a couple of life group teachers and and they were feeling the the angst of this passage mm-hmm. because it feels like such a almost an outlier in the sense of you got all these stories and then all of a sudden out of nowhere here's God saying mm, I don't like what I did and just wipes out everybody mm. oh that's a lot to take in, like if if we're honest and we're reading scripture, if I was forty years old, never read scripture, and you said, "Hey, Mark, I want you to learn <laughs> the Word of God," and that's the story I read, I would, I would have a lot of tension on what in the world, mm. what kind of God would just wipe everything out. Yeah. Um. But I think this piece of it, where it, it's not that. He took away the option. It's not that he took away his call. Mm-hmm. It it was it it's available. That's right. The, but you're rejecting me, mm-hmm. and I think that's where the clarity, of the picture comes. Even for us today, mm-hmm. when you talk about heaven and hell, it's well, it's available. Yeah, God made a way. But if you reject it, that's that's exactly right. Sure, sure. And you know, when when we get to verse five of chapter six, right? So that's the the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart mm. were only evil continually. Now, mm. the ESV has that structure, that sentence structure so weird, uh, but mm-hmm. the, the heart behind it is there was nothing good in man or woman, and there would never be anything good mm-hmm. about man or woman. The gift of salvation was there. It was there for however long it took to to build the ark. Now, I did say 150 years, uh, and I may have misspoken on that, uh, although we don't technically know how long it took. Yeah, it doesn't explicitly say, It right? doesn't, yeah. but we, we can do a little mathematical equation, formulaing, and, and we get to probably closer to 75 years to 80 years of, of how long it took to build the ark. Well, the, the point is this, the entire time, what, what 2 Peter 2 verse 5 tells us, that during the time of building of the ark, Noah was a faithful preacher of righteousness, hmm. right? So, so we get from that text that the entire time, whether it was 150 years or 75 years or 10 years, the entire time he preached the righteousness, turn from your wickedness. That's what a preacher of righteousness would do. Hmm. Turn from your wicked way, live like God is real. But they didn't, and and the salvation was offered to them in the ark, right? Um, and and there's so many nuances to to ark. A lot of times we wanna we wanna make uh, Noah a type of of Jesus uh, mm. in the typology, but in reality the ark is the type, of, the Jesus. type of Jesus mm. um, yeah. because the ark is specifically the means of salvation. The means of yeah. salvation, and even how it works, like the way the door was situated on the ark, and, and it was one way in and one way out, and you had to go through the door. And who was the one that closed the door? It wasn't Noah. 
God closes the door and sealing them in, who opens the door for them to have safe passage. God opens the door for them. So the picture of this thing is absolutely beautiful. But even in Jesus speaking, like Jesus would say, hey, wide is the road that leads to destruction and many will find it. Narrow is the road that leads to life and very few will find it. I think as we look at the narrative of Noah and the ark and the biblical flood, if we ever want to know how wide that road is and how many are going to find it and how narrow the road is and how few are going to find it, this gives us a pretty clear understanding Mm -hmm. of potentially what that looks like, which is terrifying Mm -hmm. in the very religious culture that we live in, which Mm -hmm. was my remarks towards the end of the sermon. One of my greatest fears as a pastor is that we inoculate, I don't think that's a, a poor word, I don't know if it's it's the fullest word that I can find right now, but we inoculate people with, with religion, mm-hmm. like even with Christianity. I think you can know Christianity and not be a Christian, mm-hmm. because what does it mean to be saved? It means to, to trust Jesus Christ as the sacrifice for your sin, to put your faith in his grace. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that is just just religion. It's mm. dead, it's cold, it does not affect change. You may feel good about it, and I think that's one of my greatest fears is, mm. is we, we potentially, and I'm not saying this is true across the board, but potentially we create a lot of Pharisees in the sense of we have a lot of beautiful whitewashed tombs. Mm. On the outside, we're beautiful. We know what to do, we know what to say, we know how to dress, we know how to act, we know when to show up, when to leave. But on the inside, we're nothing more than dead men's bones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a terrifying thing. Oh. Yeah. And I think the story echoes that haunting warning. You can see the ark. You can be near the ark. You can know about the ark. But until you get inside that ark, you're not safe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because getting in it is your act of faith of trusting it. That's exactly yeah. right. That is the means of salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I love that. And it alone. And it alone. There's no other way. I love that you even brought up and said what you said about the door, because uh, I don't think you I don't think you mentioned that in the message. Mm-hmm. But but that was that was like something it. that came up in our life group was you know the the whole idea that God closed the door, mm-hmm. um, and and what is the significance of that? And I love that picture that you just painted as if, if we look at the ark as the type of Christ, you know, and uh, and that door is the only way, and uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. So you just uh, you just answered one of the questions I was going to bring up that we didn't talk about. There we so, go. Yeah. All right. I mean, look, you are, you are on it. On it today, on it, Josh. baby. And you used a, uh, a new word of the day. <laughs> oh, did I? Inoculated. Inno- oh. That is a good word. <laughs> so, um, I had this, I don't know, I was going to say shift through the minutia. Is that, <laughs> would that be bad? I'm, maybe we're not using that word the same way. <laughs> Both of those together <laughs> was probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds too much like manure. Uh, <laughs> So, um, well, it was the ark full of animals. True. So, yeah, so there true. was definitely some shifting. <laughs> got a little, got a little stinky on there. Um, so, uh, so we've kind of hit the the overarching theme, I think, which is great. So, I, I'd love for us to take just a few minutes and talk about some of the some of the little details that that might have caught people off guard, or, or maybe they hadn't thought about, or mm. maybe it's like, um, you know, just uh, wow, that's weird. Um, mm. One of the one of the the biggest, of course, would be. Um, the whole mention in Genesis of the Nephilim. And so, um, you know, and, and again, that's not something that we hear in the children's stories. 
Um, <laughs> now, if you watch the, uh, the the movie that came out, Noah, you know, Russell a few years Crow? ago, uh, with Russell Crow, Noah? you probably saw the rock people, and it's like, uh, what was that, and where did that come from? Um, oh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, you talked about it, Josh, and I, I think there are, there are several sorts of theories and ideas about who they were and where they came yeah. from and uh, what Scripture means when they talk about it, but... Uh, where where you've landed is is that you know these were fallen angels or, or the Nephilim were actually the children of fallen angels who had relations with human women, right? That is correct. Yes, as strange as that may sound, mm-hmm. and again, I think where we where we live in those first five verses of chapter six is is Moses is painting for Israel and for us this picture of total depravity. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything is like, there are things in heaven that we don't even know about that are broken. And you have these angels who are forsaking. There's no doubt heaven is far greater than this earth, but they're coming down and, and the, the language is unique, right? Because Moses chooses to say they are given in marriage to them. Okay. So what that means, like, Historically and culturally, if you were to be given a marriage, the father and the family would have to give blessing to the union of the two coming together. How strange is that? You got angels falling out of heaven, whatever that's going to look like, whatever shape or form they are. Then you got these families who are saying, yeah, we give blessing to that. Y'all go ahead. And then it says that as many as they wanted. And so I mean, it's it's chaos. Mm-hmm. It's the picture Un, unbridled chaos. I, I wonder too, like uh, we had just a brief conversation in the life group. We see some other things that, that take place there um, between Cain and Abel, you know, this, the struggle for really power, mm-hmm. right? Four. Yep. And, and is this just another move by mankind to go, oh, I could be powerful? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's the reliance on self. It's the, I I want to be in control. I want to rule my world God-like. kind of thing. And if I do this, yeah. then I my family can be powerful. Yeah. And and this forsaking of God. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be the ruling force. I want to be the most powerful thing in my life. Versus, there is one who is all powerful. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, and the, and really that that speaks into the condition of man's heart. I mean, Sorry. like it's, um, yeah. I don't I don't know what it all the intricacies mm-hmm. of that. I, and I don't think I don't think we'll we have could all get that figured out. Down we can, and yeah, yeah. There's some there, dude. There's some wicked, like if you go and you do some study on a couple of those verses. There's no end to the speculation, right? Of what it, like there there was some that the, the angels were fallen because they're God's design and plan. He knows what's going to happen. Don't know if all of heaven knows what's going to happen, but this idea of God and the immaculate conception of Mary, of God Himself coming down and not the seed of man, but it is through God that Jesus is born. Well, or is this a way? To supersede that, right? To to make that happen outside of God's time and plan, and you get that glory, and this is wild stuff, right? Yeah. But the whole point is complete depravity, mm. yeah, absolute right. complete in in their hearts, in their minds, and in their actions. The only thing they do is evil, and they will do it continually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you know, again, I don't, I don't think you. This is that don't miss the forest for the trees. We can get up next right. to the trees and say that is a weird tree. Well, look, that's a whole weird forest, okay? Yeah. 
And the whole point is we need a redeemer for this whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. And I think that's why I I feel like it was appropriate for us to begin the podcast by talking about let's not miss the overarching theme here because there's a lot of weirdness. There's a lot of, because even the whole discussion we just had about the Nephilim, I mean, you know, raises a whole lot of other questions, you know, (laughs) like, you know, like were the Nephilim killed in the flood? Yeah. You know, cause, cause there's, there's talk and theory that, you know, later like Goliath may have been, you know, like, and, and so there's, you know, I mean, there's all this, it raises all these questions, right? Um, are uh, are angels even sexual beings? You know, so mm-hmm. you know, so it's anyway. But again, let's not yeah. miss the overarching theme right. of God's grace, right. and we were totally depraved. That's right. <laughs> so there's some listeners right now saying, "What is going on? <laughs> is there a book on that? Can, is, can we read that somewhere?" <laughs> yeah. Hey, on, on a lighter note, some other uh, details. It just it's always fun to hear people ask questions. Like, man, Noah had a chance. Like mosquitoes and cockroaches. How did we get they there? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But but once again, like we can we can have all sorts of questions. But oh, are we are we willing to are we willing to really embrace the truth of it though? Yeah. That, that God is trying to show us and, and have us see. So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um. Well, I, I mean, I think we covered all the uh, all the topics that we had discussed, and uh, so I mean, you know, they're they're. Of course, there are lots of lots of little things we could dig into, but any things that you guys would add that, that's just weighing on you before we... I'm sure we've hit it on, it, it on some level. We've hit all of it, but I, I still... Um, it, I still have a, a, a question or a tension around God creating reg- and using the word regret. Mm-hmm. Because that sounds like it caught him off guard. Yeah. Like, I created this. I didn't know it was going to happen. Didn't turn out, and now I regret it in the sense of mm-hmm. I, I hadn't already expected this. Um, this this is here. Now I regret it. That word, I think, um, causes some tension for me, but I know for other people of how, how did it how did it get there? Like, mm-hmm. what, what, what was his – what's his frame? I mean, it's – He's created this earth, and and like you said, I mean, first first experiment was the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. Then we tried to keep going, and that didn't work. Where is his foreknowledge in this? And I know that's a big one, um, and it goes into his sovereignty and what he knows and our free choice. But I think that's a that word right there kind of throws some folks. Yeah, for me, um, I don't. I don't feel the need to resolve all the tension of all the things, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's not what you're asking for. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's something mysterious about God that if mm. we, we can slap every label on him we want. Like, like a lot of times we'll use the big, I know I will, I'll use the big label of sovereignty to make me feel better about a whole lot of mm-hmm. stuff I don't know. Um, and, and, and this would be one of those spots, right? Well, yeah. God is sovereign. Well, mm-hmm. okay, if he is, then how did he regret something? Um, <laughs> and part of this is, man, there is there is a mystery that I just, I don't yeah. know. And I, I think if we could know, right, if we could know everything mm-hmm. about how God, God's, um, he's no longer God. Right. Yeah. right. And, and, and if... If and, and this is true, I believe, but but 
the if then is if he is completely infinite, no beginning and no end. And we are finite, very, very finite, meaning we have a clear beginning and a clear end. There's no way we can understand a fraction right. of who he is and how he operates. And then, you know, we, we again get those labels and those those Bible verses that we like so much, you know, lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge the Lord and he'll he'll make straight your past. Like a lot of times I like that label on, I don't know what this means. I'm going to slap that right. That proverb goes right on there. <laughs> right. It's going to make me feel so much better. Man, I, but I don't know. Right. So I think it's a good tension. Well, probably I, right. But I, I, No, I think, but I think what you're saying is, is probably the comforting words that some of our listeners might want to hear. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's okay not to have it buttoned up. Oh, and sometimes yeah. in our effort to create clear lanes, have it all precisely put together, um, sometimes we'll stretch it or sometimes we'll try to make it say things that it doesn't say. Yeah. Just because we're so determined to make it fully logical, yes, all right. the dots connect. And um, I but don't I, want to fall off that side either. But yeah, that's good. Be able yeah. to sit in, in some comfort. And I, and I think, that's yeah. Good. And I think that's... At the end of the day, I mean, that's that feels like the right answer, right? Because there, there's so many other things that we could apply that to, like, you know, that we just don't understand. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, when I think about that word regret, too, though, I, I think, like, there, there are different ways that you could take that. Mm-hmm. You know, is it regret, like, he was, like, it caught him off guard? He, mm-hmm. he didn't realize it was going to happen, and, oh, uh, I made a mistake. Right. Or regret that he grieved that, mm-hmm. you know... That's that good. it had come to this, mm-hmm. um, not that he didn't know it was going to happen, right? But but grieve the fact that still it still grieved. This is where the came in into the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a good word, Mike. So there's there's another thought that as we were talking, going back to remembering that Moses wrote this and God wanting His people to know who they are, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even how they should feel. Yeah. So so God paints this picture for us when it comes to sinfulness mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it it is not something to be accepted or right. glossed over mm-hmm. or but it but it truly grieves him. That's right. And so so it really should be a a sense that it if if we're ref- if we're to show forth the glory of God, right. like to be his image on the earth, then we should feel the same way about sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't, like, just looking at it, like looking at the words that is used in the Hebrew, it's, it doesn't help you any in, in reconciling yeah. that with can God feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. But what I do know is that that is the way we should feel about mm-hmm. sin. That's right. Like that, that, that part of God being grieved over the sinfulness and wickedness of man, when we see sin... We we should feel the same. Mm-hmm. Like we sh- we should be just broken over man's condition. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's good. That's a good word. Yeah. All right. I feel better. Thanks. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> that was, that's, that's good. It's fantastic. Way to dig into the minutia. <laughs> hey, that was like twelve. I or think. I know. dig into the manure <laughs> or, or shift yeah. it. <laughs> uh, need to be inoculated. <laughs> um, so. Uh, so we're going to continue on this week. So, so this this coming weekend, we're going to what story? Abraham and Isaac. Abraham Genesis and Isaac. Twenty two. It's a great story. Mm, it we're is. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to have some questions after that one. Boy, howdy! It, it, I was reading it <laughs> again today, and I was just I was trying to put myself 
in Oof. Abraham's seat, right? And, and we'll get into it Sunday, but you know, this this is a child of promise, right? So they they hadn't been able to have a kid, he and Sarah, and he he's now hundred, she's ninety, this kid comes along, it gets older, and God said, Do you trust me? Hmm. Yeah, there's there's a there's such mm-hmm. a great verse in that story that that is always you know just been encouraging to me. You know that that Abraham, I, that that he trusted that even if he killed, even if even if God had to raise Isaac mm-hmm. uh, from dead, like he trusted that God he could have. could do could yeah. do that and would do that. That's right. Because to fulfill the promise that he made That's to right. him, and so. Yeah, that's you know, that's yeah. that's pretty strong faith there. That's good. It's beautiful, man. It's and and again, I think that that is going to be how we start. So to give the the the, the sneak peek behind the curtain, right? So we talked about we are saved by God's grace huh. through faith. Well, what is faith? Well, here's huh. the picture of what faith mm. is going to look like. Mm. Um, if you say you believe God, how far does your faith go? Mm. Mm. And that's this good. is the picture we get. Whew. Well, look forward to that. Yeah, <laughs> going to be a good discussion next week. Great. That's right. So, well, guys, thank you for uh, for the time. Um, and uh, as always, great discussion. Always love talking. Always love doing ministry with you. That's great, Jordan, man. we love you. Y'all have a good one. All right. See ya. Love you guys. See ya. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others. And don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.